All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. We hope you are having a good May the 4th, whether you are a Star Wars dork or not. Uh, it is uh, it is for everybody. Everybody gets to have a have a Thursday. Uh, getting ready for NBA action tonight. We'll hope it's better than last night. Boston whipping Philly and evening up that series. Golden State wants to do the same thing tonight. They would take that score in a second, and uh, we've been previewing that. Little NFL, as Sauce Gardner does not know who Jessica Alba is, but he definitely knows who Aaron Rodgers is. They sat together at MSG. (laughs) Wow. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and it is that time again. We do it every Thursday. It's the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We give him their love, even though he's sitting right over there. He is Jeff Howe. You know him very well. Light the tower every day. 10 to noon. Longhorn Blitz podcast, if you missed it last night. Tonight at 7, talking Longhorn football like nobody else does. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, Horns247.com. Jeff, what's going on, sir? I uh, We had a good show today. I got Cameron Parker to admit on the air that he knew somebody. I guess they went to high school together that uh, participated in the act of uh, a butt chugging. Remember when that was a big deal? Wow. Yeah. Man. That is what a bad time. High-level yeah. high conversations so y'all are having today. So that's when drinking games just completely jumped the shark. Right. Oh, like, that, that's just, yeah. That is one of those. I've always been a guy that felt like if you really needed complex drinking games, you just needed to stop and drink. That's what my Aggie soul always told me. Do we there, really need a game, or should we just drink? There, are, there are drinking <laughs> games that are you know cheeky and fun, and then there are some that are just cruel <laughs> and like, tragic. Yeah, it's like no, 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 we can't do that. Hey, can I ask a question, Zay? I, I I've never asked you this. Yeah, go ahead. Why do you why do you rock the neck pillow? So it started when I first. Started producing B&E, mm-hmm. and then you realize when you're in here for four to five hours and you're looking up at the computers, oh, okay. your neck could get a little fatigued. Okay. So I didn't know if you had like like a chronic neck issue or this was like- Well, a, I might. Well, yeah. I might. This, I might uh, yeah, but figured out early that- There you go. This is the type of job where I could be comfortable and also productive. So it worked. I'm telling you, one of my big goals is we got to get him some kind of a sponsorship deal where he has like zebra print neck pillows, striped neck pillows. Yeah, I definitely need to change it up. This one's getting a little, a lot of wear and tear on this. <laughs> Polka one. dots. We need to, yeah, we need to get that done. All right. Uh, so, Jeff, first off, do you understand how Sauce Gardner does not know who Jessica Alba is? Yeah, I saw how disgusted you look when right. Chad said that. Like, how, does that compute to you? No, no. How old is Sauce? The Sauce has got to be like, what, 21, 22? Yeah, 22, 23. And, uh, I, and I just checked. She's 42. Yeah. It's – man, I think it, it – I believe it because, you know, what is that? Is that Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever they are? Right. I think Gen Z, yeah. Uh, that – that whole group is, I feel like, and I, I say this like people say this about my, my, you know, Gen Xers say this about millennials and so on and so forth. I feel like that group is drifting us slowly into idiocracy every day. So it's feasible. I just don't right. see how, though. So her catalog isn't the best. Looking, we like, she's a baddie. She's well, hot. I'm not saying he needs to know her because she's Meryl Streep. Yeah, but that usually helps when you see her in things I mean, like. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but people were pointing out she's in Machete, she's in Sin City. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff along the way. What was that Dane Cook movie she was in? Oh, I can't watch that one. But yeah, she was Good in luck, that one. Chuck. 
I well, can't. That, that's part of the thing, though. Like Jessica Alba at, at, at Prime Jessica Alba was when Dane Cook was popular and getting gigs. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a minute, dude. Yeah, I can't watch a movie where Dane <laughs> Cook is gets the opportunity to have sex with Jessica Alba, and for some reason he can't do it. I don't know why. Don't care about the plot. I had to turn it off at that point. Like, yeah, nope, nope, I can't do it. Sorry, I'm out. Jeff, you seen Honey? She's uh, dancing and stuff. Was that, like, was that kind of like a you got served kind of yes. thing? Yes. Yeah, I probably watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm still confused on that one. Still confused. All right, um, Jeff, let's get, get a little more from you on this this Malik Murphy story. Uh, a very modern college football type of story. Oh, hey, real quick, so somebody uh, wanted me to say that uh, my, tell you guys a story. So in college, me and my buddies, we had a we had a drinking game involving the NCAA football game. We had it on Xbox. Which one? Uh, I think it was oh, which version of that? Whatever, oh, it was six, I think. Mm-hmm. So you, we could do if you give up a touchdown, if you score a touchdown, the other person has to take a shot, or that person could say do a double or nothing on a two point conversion. So then I go for two. <laughs> if I make it, they have to take two shots. If I miss it though, then I have to take two. So everybody had to agree on the double yeah, or nothing. Trust me, there were plenty of those games <laughs> where like mid second quarter, you're just you're. You have no Gone. comprehension of what's going on around you. Hey, guys, why does the game say 85 to 64 last night? What is Drink going on? responsibly, kids. Yeah, right. I miss oh. those games. Wow. Uh, so Malik Murphy apparently contacted the people, or, sorry, the people around Malik Murphy. Yes. Maybe contacted by multiple Power 5 teams to gauge interest after what he looked like in the spring game, but apparently Malik Murphy is just fine in Austin. Yeah, uh, and you know, if, you, if you get over to Horns 24-7, uh, Chip Brown's insider piece today it goes pretty it's a pretty deep dive on on Malik and kind of his journey from dealing with the ankle injury to you know where he is now coming off a of spring ball and it, it's been a process of there have been schools along and tampering is one of those things that everybody's going to do it so you know there's no reason oh can you turn this school in can you turn that school in well no because at some level everybody kind of does it a little bit but it's kind of one of those no honor amongst thieves type deals you know uh, yeah. but with Malik it was, you know, when Quinn Ewers committed to Texas, there were those rumblings. When Arch committed, there was some of that stuff. And then, obviously, you know, this spring, there was some of that stuff after spring game performance. But um, I think a couple things are at play here. I think, one, the fact that Sark and A.J. Milwee had been on him for a long time and the relationship was already there. And I think I think A.J. Milwee, I think his quarter, his private coach, I think a lot of people around him really trust Sark to develop him and I think Malik believes that Sark is the right guy to develop him. I think I think that's part of it. And I think too, if you're looking at this from Malik's standpoint, which I think and you know, Cameron and I got into this this morning too on Light the Tower, kinda and we see Quinn's name popping up in a lot of these mock drafts. And I think kind of your best case scenario would be and I think if you're Malik, you're thinking this, okay, um if Quinn has a great year, either way it's gonna work out for you because if Quinn has a great year He's probably going to go pro, and then it's you and Arch competing for the job in spring. If Quinn doesn't have a great year, then you're thinking, okay, at that point, the job's probably up for grabs next spring. So either way, you're looking at next spring being able to compete for a starting job. So don't don't just you know go looking to see if the grass is greener on the other side yet. Yeah. And Malik Murphy, just looking at his point of view. And we're in an era where jumping ship is so easy, especially after having the game that he did in the spring game. What does Sark do that other coaches 
wouldn't provide? Like, what's, just, what does he bring from a quarterback standpoint that Malik Murphy sees from what you see with his intangibles and his pros? Like, what can Sark do with him that's so special for him to say? I, I think part of it is Sark's resume, right? He's yeah. been in the NFL, two national championships as an assistant coach. Look at all the first-round draft picks he's either recruited or coached. I mean, he's he's coached and or recruited two Heisman winners, or actually three Heisman winners at that position, Carson Palmer, Matt Leinart, and Bryce Young. You throw those three on top of Matt Castle, Mark Sanchez, Tua, Mac Jones. I mean, it's a lot of first-round picks that Sark has coached, uh, coached and or recruited. And then, you know, you go to his time in the NFL, he was with Matt Ryan in the NFL. So it's... I mean, a lot of really good quarterbacks have been developed by Sark or, or coached or recruited by Sark. But I, I think deeper than that, though, Zay, I think the fact that they were honest with him. I mean, they were honest with him about taking a second quarterback in his recruiting class. So they were up front with it. And I think the fact that they stuck with him through the injury and have been willing to kind of see it through and never put him on the back burner or discarded him, I think that means a lot to the kid that they, that they stayed invested in him when – in this day and age in college football, you have a reason not to stay invested in kids. I think, too, and I'm somewhere in between on staying and competing. I'm somewhere in between. It's not like a holier-than-thou type deal. Like, oh, man, he's staying and competing because I'm like, okay, you could almost make the argument like that's the old Chris Rock argument. Like, you don't get credit for things you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's somewhere in between, like, you don't get credit for things you're supposed to do, and it's like the greatest thing and the greatest redeeming quality ever. There, there's something redeeming to it, but it just shows you where we are when you're applauding a kid for sticking it out and competing. Well, it's also something about, to me, with with him specifically with these injuries, It's you can say he wants to compete. Part of the reason of that, Jeff, is that he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. I mean, like, I could always talk about I want to go to Vegas until I go to Vegas, yeah. and then I've been there, and then there's other things. Malik Murphy can't tell me what it's like right now to healthy, go through a whole season healthy and compete at quarterback. And I think he, he wants to find yeah, out. I think even if even if he's just the backup quarterback this year to Quinn, if at the very least, if he's just able to get whatever reps he gets running the plays for that week, yeah. understanding that week's game plan, getting really involved in this offense, even if it's just that, that puts him in a much better spot going into the spring. And he didn't really he didn't get to do that last year because right. he was coming off the injury and Hudson Card was the backup and uh, you know Sark even said when he was asked about Malik through the year you know he's not well he's still recovering whatever the case was uh, didn't really get right until until the bowl game until right around the bowl game so uh, you know you had a good backup last year with Hudson Card you know you had Charles Wright that was still there so you really didn't need him last year so it was really just kind of sit back and watch and now. To be the backup to, I always say this backup quarterback. It, it, I think we look at a lot of the perks, right? Like I'm sure, and I, I, Rod and I joke about this on the Blitz. I don't know that anybody during his time at Texas had more fun than Matt Nordgren did. <laughs> uh, Matt Nordgren might have had the most fun of anybody in that football program, but at the same time, backup quarterback is the hardest job I think in sports because you have to prepare mentally at the very least, and even as much as you can physically, like you're going to start and like you're going to play. Mm knowing that you probably won't. Like no other position group really does that. There's there's kind of a there's a formula to it, right? Like even your backups are getting work and you know how you can sub it. But if your starters are able to get reps, you got to give them those reps that week. You yeah, got to get that work cuz yeah, you say you're hour, one play away but you never really believe it yeah, probably. Yeah, the 20 Deep hour down. and everything else. Yeah. You're not you don't realize you're one play away until that one play happens. Yeah. 
That's and it's like, point. oh crap, I got to take the ball cap off, find my helmet, let's <laughs> let's get loose. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff, the horns that got drafted last week. Who do you like? Went where? From Bijan going to the Falcons, Rojo, the Bears, Snacks to Kansas City. What do you like about the horns in the draft? I don't think there was a better value in the draft period than the Eagles getting Moro Ojimo in the seventh round. Yo. You got a guy that was probably, and Daniel Jeremiah had him, what, 111 overall? And he goes in the seventh round? I don't know how, like, the Eagles just kept getting this wave of good fortune throughout the draft. Like, oh, yeah, Jalen Carter just kind of fell in our lap. And, oh, Nolan Smith just kind of fell in our lap. And Keely Ringo fell in our lap. And Do you, do you think Morrow's, like, intelligence scares teams? Like, he seems like an Ivy League brother, and sometimes you hear Dion what he said. Sometimes these coaches and be, GMs think like that. And being that young, too. Yeah. I think, like, that, I think that that combination might, you know, take take you back a little bit. The, the, the fact that he is so intelligent and well-spoken and educated, but the fact that he's so young, too. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I saw. I thought that would be a plus. I thought his versatility would be a plus. But at that point, you can't you can't pass him up. You can't pass up that value yeah. in the seventh round. So I like that value. I like Roshan going to the Bears because when you think of the Chicago Bears franchise, you think of the athletes that that city embraces. You know, you know the greatness of Michael Jordan. But when you think about that franchise specifically, like Walter Payton and Dick Butkus. Uh, he like up to Brian Urlacher, like it, it, it's tough, it's gritty guys. Mm-hmm. I think Roshan just being the tough competitor that we know him to be, I, I think the city of Chicago will love Roshan Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then Bijan with the Falcons, look, this tell this should tell you the Falcons are going all in on Desmond Ritter, right? Like they could have gone, no, they could have drafted Jalen Carter, they could have gone a number of different ways. But said, no, we believe in Desmond Ritter. We're gonna put as as much firepower around you as possible, Arthur Smith. I know you've heard, we've heard a lot of people talk about it on the station. I've even mentioned it a time or two. Arthur Smith, there's two things about Arthur Smith. He loves running backs, and he, he's a believer in positionless football. Not a better pick you can get than B. John Robinson from that standpoint. So you throw B. John in there with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. You got Tyler Algier, who's a thousand yard rusher. And, and I've said this too with the Falcons as bad as that division is, it shouldn't take a whole lot for you to get in a position where you can win that division. Eight wins might win that division. It did last year, right? Wasn't Tampa eight and nine? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Eight, eight wins can win you that division. So and limp into the playoffs. Like and Chad, you know the Bucks are are taking a step back, maybe a sure. potentially a big one. Uh, the Saints are still in, trying to get themselves out of salary cap hell. The Panthers are in complete rebuild mode. So the I mean, say you, the you, say you, the four quarterbacks' names out loud to yourself sometime about the NFC South, and you'll know what kind of wacky division I, it's going to be. Who, who's starting for the Saints? It's not Derek Jay, Carr. It's not Jameis. Is Derek, oh, Carr, yeah, Derek Carr. Carr. Okay. Derek that, Carr. Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Taylor Heineke, and Desmond Ritter until Taylor <laughs> Heineke takes over in Zay's mind. Desmond Ritter, you got to week six <laughs> to show something because that dude that's a backup, I'm telling you, good luck. Zay's the president of the fan club. He loves him some clearly, Heineke. Clearly. Yo. He's going to have a Heineke and a Bijan jersey by this time, I don't know, two weeks from now. The uh, Zay is like me with, with Texas football when I was on the Daniel Young bandwagon and I was the last one on that thing. I was, that thing was like four oh. burning tires and heading off the edge of the cliff. And I'm still like, anybody want to join me? Come on. Anybody, anybody? You did love you some Daniel Young. I love me some Danny Young. You did. Yo, think, man, Taylor Heineke's going to be on Desmond Ritter's neck so hard. It's going to be like a fat man that's fasting looking at cake. <laughs> And be ready. 
be ready, ATL, because he don't got much time. Heineke's a winner, and he's going to win that locker room over. That's a given. Are you going to talk about Moxie next or something? <laughs> yeah, the Moxie's there. The toughness. The, the Moxie and the, win- the winnerness. My favorite part of Zay's argument for Heineke is that he admits inside the argument that he's going to throw a pick a game. That's my favorite oh, part of the argument. Over. Oh, he's giving you 17 picks, but he's going to throw you two or three touchdowns a game as well. That's his theory. The gunslinger Taylor Heineke. That's right. Yo, now that Bijan's there, the turnovers, they're going to be taken back. It's under control. He's going to be under control. There it is. Wow. By the way, I'm not one to comment about anybody's looks because I'm definitely not the the most eye-friendly person in the world. But is, like, Arthur Smith the most generic-looking football coach ever? Like, is he the most generic-looking coach in NFL history? Like, Arthur, you could tell me Arthur Smith is an NFL head coach the guy getting your coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, or like the guy coming to service the copy machine, and he could fit all three. I think every day a security person in Atlanta turns to <laughs> another one and goes, Smith. "Who's that? Who's that?" Yes, I, I think he's getting ID'd like all the time. Like you, I, like you, I can't see Sean McVay like changing my oil when I go to the oil change place. Right? You know, I can see Arthur Smith changing the oil though. <laughs> Arthur Smith is there. Uh, before we let you go, Jeff, give me a, a quick synopsis uh, of Texas basketball, transfer portal stuff, just kind of where everything is today. I know a couple guys were visiting yeah, recently. Uh, Zarek Oyema, his visit. Well, Zay, what do you think about him, Oyema? I, I like him for that Christian Bishop role if they get him. Uh, I think he's solid. I think he's a good rebounder. I think he's athletic and playing behind Sue and Shedrick. I think it's a good look. Yeah. Where, where was he? UTEP. 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 Okay. RT recruited him. He spent his first year with Rodney when Rodney gotcha. uh, was at UTEP for that Now, where's he year. from? Is he an African brother? He just got the name. I Man, uh, gosh, I got to look at what the high school was. I can't. Okay. I, I got poor football stuff and basketball all in my head. So he wrapped up his visit yesterday. I visited Vanderbilt before that. Um, Kendall Weaver, the uh, whack freshman of the year out of UT Arlington, he should be finishing his visit up today. Uh, so he he you know got there yesterday, checked into the hotel right around well, probably I'd say about twenty twenty six or so hours ago. You got forty eight I think before you have to leave on an official visit. So he should be wrapping up today. Um, and then after that, I, I'll say this too: keep keep in mind there there could be another wave of portal guys coming up next week, a week from today or yeah a week from today because that's when the transfer portal closes. That's when the portal window closes. So guys that are in that draft, there's a lot of guys in that draft pool. Guys that are in the draft pool that want to come back, but they don't want to come back to their same program, you're going to have another wave of guys going to the portal a week from now. So hmm. it's it's it could end up being a good thing that Texas has a few spots available to see what's left in that next wave. Maybe they can pick off a couple of guys. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. So yeah. there, there's the decision of do you want to go pro or not, but then there's the secondary decision of, okay, if you're not if going you're, pro, if you're coming back, are you coming back to the same right. school? And that decision's got to be made by the close of business next Thursday. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's, the, that's why May 11th is so important. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to keep all that in my brain right now, the decision days that all these guys have. By the way, uh, Zay, did you see Kansas picked up Hunter Dickinson this morning? <sighs> somebody on our message board, I told this on Light the Tower, somebody on our message board was like, man, they're going to be tough. And like the next response is, they're always tough. They're like it's, always like tough. it's Kansas. Like this just saying Kansas may be tough in basketball. But you throw in you know, Nick Timberlake or Tara Morris out of the portal, you had, Dick, you had Hunter Dickinson now, you know, K.J. Adams coming back, Dewan Harris coming back, just Bill Self yeah. just – Dick, reloads Dick, every year. Dickinson was at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, from Michigan to Kansas. He's got a pretty good freshman class, too. 
Good grief. Shocker. Kansas signed some really good high school players. Yeah. Man, next you're going to tell me Alabama's going to have a good football team this year. Is that is that what's happening? Is that what's <laughs> well, going Texas on? Texas goes to Tuscaloosa. That's going to be a tough out. I don't know if you guys knew that. Is that right? Yeah. Is that going to be a tough game, you think? <laughs> Bring it, baby. Would, would you say that's the toughest non-conference game Texas has this year, let's Jeff? See. I don't want to put you on the let's spot. See. you got Rice and then Wyoming. I heard Rice got uh, a dude. I'm just, I heard Rice got a dude coming from West Virginia. That's supposed to be for real. No. JT Daniels was a projected first <laughs> round pick at one point in time fair enough fair enough we've all slept since then yeah that is jeff howe if you want to follow him on twitter at jeff howe 247 check out all the great stuff at horns 247.com longhorn blitz podcast tonight at seven always a good deep dive on texas football and light the tower every day 10 to noon always good to see you sir if you need some sports card content you can also go to my instagram account everybody wants to know jeff where are you putting card stuff like i'm using twitter for work Facebook for personal and Instagram for horse crap, kind of whatever I want to use it for. Dude, we got to get you that card sponsorship, man. We got to get that done. Got to get you talking cards around here. Nah, dude, I don't need a sponsorship to talk cards. We can do that whenever. Get you a six-hour card see, show. Y'all see, see the deal? I ate a piece of gum from a pack of 1990 Topps baseball cards on the air yesterday. Oh, gosh. You it all just, right? It just disintegrated in my mouth. Oh, I was going to say, was it goodness. still gum, technically? <laughs> it was gum. Let's call it gum powder. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad you made it. Oh, my. That I'm is good. foul. Yeah, I, cool. that's, that's dedication to the that art right there. could be why I had the, the BGs this morning. So that's, <laughs> Bubble gut. That's neither here nor there. Oh, that is Jeff Howe. I can't confirm nor deny. That is Jeff Howe, kids. Coming up, it is the Flex 30 segment. Baseball playoffs cranking up tonight, plus the first D1 offer for a local quarterback. We think you know his name. We'll tell you who's interested. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. when the last time I heard this song was. Um, okay. I can dream about you. Is this a just a guy's name or is it a band? Guy's name. Uh, man. No, I don't have it. Who is it? Dan Hartman. Oh, no, I did not have that one. Dan Hartman? Yep. Sounds like an insurance salesman. I have no idea. All right. Dan Hartman, Tommy Shaw, and Chalk Circle. All a part of the show today. Thanks to Jeff Howe for his time. We're getting some uh, great text in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Somebody talking about one of their high school friends marrying another comic book nerd and Comic-Con nerd. Now they take their son to the Comic-Cons, and they sent me a picture of the couple and a kid in a Venom outfit, like a full-length Venom outfit. Yeah. That's the level at Star Wars when you're getting to what I call level three, when you'll go to Comic-Con and you are dressed up. That's a whole nother, and that And that also is if you'll dress up for the movie. If you have to go to a Star Wars movie, but you have to be dressed in a full costume, that's another level from where I am. I try to stay away from that level because if I go into that level, I may never come back out. So what are those white soldier dudes? What are they called? Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. 
some of y'all Star Wars freaks out there be putting y'all's women or significant others in Stormtrooper helmets and be bringing that to the bedroom. Yeah. You need to put that on tier six. See, that, that's, that's, there's folks out there. I've seen it. Yeah, that, that's an interesting. I've seen some of them videos, See, that's, man. A, that's an interesting one because that is a behind closed door issue, whereas the Comic-Con and the weddings and the funerals, that's an out in public type yeah. of issue. But that's, if you role playing, with stormtrooper gear, look, and I'm, Star Wars gear. I don't do role play with Chewbacca costumes myself, <laughs> but if you do, I, you know what? Let's put let's put that. You want to put that in level five? <laughs> I think that's level five. Level five. Okay, so they out there weddings, funerals, and role play situations. If you put the Star Wars costumes there, then we're gonna make you a level five Star Wars fan on this uh, on this Star Wars day. Baby, do the Chewbacca sound for me. Jeez, oh, <laughs> oh, on the May the fourth. By the way, true story. That's one of the things I lost when I had the sinus surgery because they shaved back my uvula in the back of my throat. I used to be able to imitate Chewbacca fairly well. Can't even come close now. What does it sound like now? I like I can't even get the sound to happen. Do it. Because now it's like, I can't even do it. Back in the day, I could nail it. I'm telling you. Because my uvula was way too big, and for some reason, I could get that going. But that right there was my, I have to use my tongue now to do that, to go, I used to do it with my throat, no problem. Hmm. No problem. And if somebody just came in on the end of that conversation, they have no idea what I'm talking about, and they're going to report us. So we'll have to move on. Uh, coming up at 2.05, our album swap discussion with some Aerosmith and Busta Rhymes included. Remember to go to hornfm.com if you want to try to get registered for those Aerosmith tickets before you can buy them. They don't go on sale till tomorrow morning. But if you want to check out that last tour from Aerosmith, we got a chance for you to get those tickets. Hornfm.com. Com. Also, a reminder, we're going to be out at the Mullet Open tomorrow for the show. And Bucky contacted me earlier today. There's been another spot come open. Uh, we certainly hope that this man or I didn't find out if it was a man or woman. There's been a little medical situation where somebody was unable to play tomorrow. So a spot has opened up. So we're going to give you that opportunity uh, coming up uh at the you know before the show is over today we'll figure out exactly when we need to do that but stay tuned we'll get you a chance for one more slot in the mullet open if you want to play all right let's get you a uh, flex 30 segment here baseball playoffs cranking up tonight flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, Zay, are you willing to go out on a limb with your Bowie baseball team? They're going to take on Vista Ridge at 7.30 tonight. Are you ready to throw some crazy predictions down? How good are the Bulldogs? Um... We're pretty damn good. Yeah. We're pretty damn good. We beat Westlake this year, even though we're third in the district. You heard Cameron Parker yesterday with us, one of the best districts for baseball is 26-6A. And Bowie, you know, this time of the year, anything could happen. If your picture struggles, that team that might be favored could get jumped on quickly. So I'm glad there's a three-game set. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm confident in my dogs tonight, baby. I'm confident in those guys. Excellent. Uh, by the way, if you want to follow the Bowie Baseball Booster Club. They are at Bowie Dugout. 
I like that. Uh, they're taking on uh, Vista Ridge elsewhere. You got Round Rock, Buta Johnson. We talked to Cameron Parker about that yesterday. He is calling the Round Rock game that game tonight. If you want to get over to Dragon and uh, and see that uh, Westwood and Lake Travis getting their series started, and we told you about Westlake and Vandergrift. Remember, if you uh, missed the Wednesday night flex show last night, Ed Small. From Anderson, came by to see the guys, and you can see that picture right now at FlexATX uh, on your social media. I'm checking out the Twitter page right now. Talk about athlete. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, this is true for Ed and a lot of kids I'm seeing these days. Why is it that when all these kids have so much better hair than I do, they need to stack it all up right towards the front? Like, are they just taunting all of us who have bad hair? To average hair. What you mean? You could have good hair. The, you choose to shave that thing. Yeah, but I can't stack it all up at the front like he's doing. Like that. I haven't seen this picture. That is a nice stack of hair. And I feel like when I see kids, when I go to pick up my daughter every day and I'm watching the boys walk out uh, of school, I'm like, man, these guys have nice hair. And then it's not just that they have nice, ha- nice full hair. They're throwing it all towards the front. We're combing it all forward. It's like right up there at the front, like they're trying to protect their foreheads. Is that the new wave? I guess so. We're coming forward with everything. Yeah, no offense to my man Zach Lucero, Nolan Hogan, and Cameron Parker, but Ed definitely has the best hair in this picture. Right, Ed's killing that he's picture. Kill, he's killing the picture. He really is. That's the picture you want to take if you're Ed Small. Yeah. <laughs> with our three guys. Nolan and Zach look like heels in the lightweight division. <laughs> and we know Cameron Parker looks like a Texas version of Alex Caruso. Uh, so, he does have a little Caruso yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cam, good-looking dudes. What's Caruso? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, so shout-out to those guys. If you want to see the show you or hear the show, you can go back and check it out at Flex ATX. Also, that offer we were talking about uh, of a name you might know is Mason Cochran, the talented, tough-as-nails quarterback from Round Rock. Zay got to see him on the basketball floor as well. He showed his toughness there. He's gotten his first D1 offer from Austin P. So we'll continue to watch the offer list for Mason Cochran and how that will grow. I'm interested there, Zay, and I've talked to people these last couple of years about those Round Rock quarterbacks based on the offense they run and kind of how they, you know, how they run things if they want to get to that next level, which type of schools are looking at them, which level of, you know, of D1 is going to be looking at them here cuz it's kind of a tough thing to break down the way that the way that Round Rock offense runs. Yeah, and Mason Cochran, he's one of my favorite athletes in the city. Just his toughness on the basketball court, the man plays center for the Dragons on the court. Then he comes out during the fall, and he's all-district quarterback. So one thing that I noticed with him the first time I saw him was his size. He's gigantic, man. He's a big dude. And like you said, just the style of play, he's not afraid to lower his shoulder. And there's certain college systems that want that type of player mm-hmm. that want that you know maybe run first offense and need a quarterback that isn't afraid to use his legs like Cochran and could also use his arm too so yeah I, I do think that there's a certain stigma on round rock quarterbacks maybe them not being those you know pure QBs pro style quarterbacks not the pure passer yeah exactly all this, yeah. but Mason Cochran man you can't you can't knock his toughness and he gets it done and as yeah. long as you get it done and you're a winner at the level that they play at and what we've seen of him there's going to be a lot more of these colleges taking a chance and yeah. throwing them scholarships yeah and from what I've seen I kind of dig that arm it's uh, it may not be what they would consider an elite arm right now but I take a closer look 
Take a closer look he at that guy. Some. Yeah, I think there's something there. Class of 24, obviously, with Mason Cochran, if you don't know. The Austin P offer, we'll see which other schools may add to that list. Uh, so there's your flex segment. We do it every day at 1 30, uh, and we got a flex segment for you on each and every show. And again, Wednesday night flex at 7 o'clock. Send us your videos, workout videos, all of that. Tweet, uh, you know, tweet your stuff out and hashtag, or I should say tag. See, I got to get it right. I'm an old man trying to talk social media. Put it out, tweet it out, and tag Flex ATX, F L X A T X. All right, Chad. All right, Chad. Shut up, shut up before you hurt yourself. All right, Chad. So somebody made a good point, and we might have to alter what we think role playing is because okay, role playing as Princess Leia with the buns and the bikini top fit, it's not bad. I can't knock that. Once you start bringing the helmets in and stuff. And the lifesavers. Oh, you think like that. that's level five? I don't think that's level five. Okay. Princess Leia. Princess Leia, not level five. Nah, that could be level four. Full stormtrooper. Full stormtrooper. Yeah, that's level five. That's, that's level five. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah, I've never had a woman offer up the Princess Leia look. Any Princess Leia look, a la you know Ross and Rachel and friends. I've never had that offer, but I would not turn it down. That's an episode in Friends. Yeah. Yeah. She found out that, uh, yeah, she found out Ross was really into Princess Leia in the gold bikini. Do they show Jennifer Aniston rocking it? Yeah. Oh, why well, haven't I seen this? Hey, go check it out. Look yeah, it up. I'm Look sure up Jennifer Aniston, sure. Princess Leia gold bikini. I'm sure it'll pop right up for you. Yeah, she looks great. I mean, they make, I mean, they play it off as a nice, funny scene, but she still looks awesome. Yeah, we know she can't act, but girl, she can look. It's a great she scene. Got looks. It's a great scene because they also get Ross. Ross is in his own head about right. the whole situation. And so they actually, for a second, he sees his mother dressed yeah. up in the same gear. It's a, it's a well done scene. But you do get to see Jennifer Aniston in that look. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Looking pretty solid. All right, coming up, we'll get you where we at in society. Zay will let us know. And then Zay's going to let you know what he thought of Aerosmith's toys in the attic. I'm going to tell you what I thought of Buster Rhymes' The Coming album. Uh, that is coming up in our album swap discussion at 2 o'clock. Plus, we're getting you ready for the Lakers and Warriors tonight. And best news of the day, Longhorn football fans, is this story on a national level that lots of teams were just asking, you know, folks around Malik Murphy if he was interested in staying at Texas or not. He's interested in staying at Texas. We've been talking about that today as well. He's going to stay right here uh, with the Longhorns. So all that is on the board today. If you want to jump in, 337-3776 is the Specs text line. More coming up on the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, this one I've got. This one I got from the 80s. This would be your journey right here. Steve and the gang, separate ways, journey mid-80s, 84, 85. Will be my guess on this one. Ah, it's good stuff. What a big, big voice. Can we get Steve Perry back on tour with this band? I keep saying it. I know the kid's good. I know the young kid is good, but... Maybe both of them can go out, a la Anthrax, Van Halen, other bands that have tried it with both lead singers on tour. Come on. Come on, Journey. You could do it. Journey, Dan Hartman, Tommy Shaw, another band that needs to figure out their lead singer troubles, and uh, Chalk Circle all on the show today. Zay is here. 
We'll talk. Uh, he'll talk some Aerosmith coming up in the album swap. I'll talk some Busta Rhymes when we get to the two o'clock hour. Also, we got your chance to get into the Mullet Open. One more slot has opened up. Uh, and we hope everybody is having a great time today at the Mullet Open and tomorrow uh, out there in Bastrop. We'll be out in Bastrop at the Hyatt Lost Pines for the show tomorrow. Bucky and Aaron show out there. Our show's out there. Uh, and Ball Don't Lie will be out there as well. Tomorrow it is an 11 o'clock shotgun start. So 11 o'clock start tomorrow. And if you can go, we'll have an opportunity for you coming up in the 2 o'clock hour to maybe get in that slot. So keep listening. We will give you that opportunity. Tonight it is Lakers and Warriors. We've been talking about that. Will LeBron and uh, AD and the rest go up 2-0, or will Steph and Draymond and the rest step back up and even up that series? One game tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, so we definitely discussed that. Right now we'll see what Zay wants to discuss. Where are we at in society? Look out. Where are we at in society today? You just never know where he wants to go. Sometimes he even makes me look at my Twitter DMs. What do you got, Zay? Yeah, you're good on those DMs today, Chad. (laughs) Okay. So when we first started this show, one of our Where We At topics was a Doc Rivers diss track. You remember that? Uh, I do vaguely remember a Doc Rivers diss track. Yes. From like an avid fan. Yeah, I don't know if it was a fan or just a guy that's a straight up hater and likes to rap, but (laughs) it seems like he's back because it's the same voice, it's the same type of beat, and now the person who got the flame is Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks. So first Doc Rivers, which I got to find that. I don't know where that is. I got a lot of stuff on this computer. Sure. And yeah, this one is about Dylan Brooks. This guy's on TikTok. I don't know his name. It's kind of hard to follow, to say the least. Like, it's all together. It's one of those, I don't know what to put my name as, 22. Oh, okay. Follow him on TikTok. It's all together. It's all smushed together. <sighs> That's the wor- these kids. That is the worst account name I've That's ever not heard the best. in my life. It's not the best, but whatever. I had to do a lot of editing on this video because there's a lot of cursing. Oh, so my grief. hand will be by the dump button just in case <laughs> right. I messed up and slipped up. Uh-huh. I'll take that risk because it's too good. Listen to the Dylan Brooks diss track. All right, here we go. Brooks, he ain't even in the league now. Kick his ass out. Now they got him saying knee out. For eight, three for nine, three for ten. He need more makes. Man, this light skin dude in tour days. That's when he said that he poked the bear. Ball, stop shooting. You supposed to share. Now your ass in China, you gonna find out the hard way. Damn, now I can't bet you wonder on my parlays. When you say you find in the West, they gonna teach you, Josh. Dylan Brooks, a bitch. You better learn your Kamichi wife. Damn, how the even have a job? They gave him 12 million, man. The Grizzlies getting robbed. Man, Dylan Brooks, he was talking. Draymond, when I see he playing, I don't even turn the game on. Hella breaks, hella fouls, man, it's boring. Should have known you was going to flop like that did it, Oregon. <laughs> wow. All right, you know what? You know what? Now that I've heard two different versions, I think oh my gosh. I, I think this guy might be working his way towards, like, the weird Al of rap. I mean, it's not rhyming Draymond with I don't even turn the game on. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. It made me smile. I don't know if that means it's good, but it did make What's it called? Does it have an official title? No, it's the Dylan Brooks the Dylan, diss track. The Dylan Brooks diss track. I was going to ask you if it was called, um, if the Dylan Brooks track was called I Poke Bears. I thought that was going to be the name of it. He mentioned the poking bears in there. 
Yeah. Well done. Yo, and now, good job on the edit, too. That is a lot yo, to edit. Yo, man. Thank you it for took sa- a minute. Thank you for saving it us on that It took a minute. One. Now, I found the Doc Rivers one. Let's run that back for old time's sake. Okay. And see which one's better. Uh, we can compare. Uh, fair enough. All right. Fair enough. You hadn't beat it hard and you ain't win it all. I swear to God, this dude's a fraud. <laughs> Anybody want to coach the Sixers taking calls? A real coach wouldn't have hard and baiting for calls. Just another year that you underachieve. It's time to pack your bags. The whole city wants you to leave. Maury make the call. I want all his duties relieved. Said you old players coach. I don't know what to believe. Top 15 all time. Yeah, that list was kept. You don't make adjustments. You don't know how to adapt. Always stuck up in your ways. Your fam gon' need a map. But if I say another word, then my phone will be tapped. Compare yourself to Greg Popovich. At this point, you and him are polar opposites. The lead you blew inside the bubbles considered a crime. He won with young Kawhi. You lost with Kawhi in his prime. Live City Clippers led by <laughs> This one's fire. You're I think this one's Paul probably it. As good. Paul Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen. And you got one ring to show for all that talent. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, just when you, the amount of information that's in there, it's a little more deliberate. It's a little, there's anger in that one. Dylan Brooks, yeah. I feel like he's having more, a little more fun, a little more anger there. I, I'll be fair and say the bleeps in the Dylan Brooks one is a little distracting. So maybe if we heard both of them literally side by side. Yeah, I, this guy did a good job of not swearing, but also making it a real diss track. Yeah, that one, yeah, to me, that one's a little more focused in on that one. So now he's. Like working towards putting an album together, right? We Might as well. Just hating on NBA players yeah. and coaches. I'm telling you. I'm with it. Could be his thing. Find your niche. Find your thing. Again, he could be on kind of a Weird Al path, or that'd be a real focused Weird Al path, because Weird Al was all over the place. He really was. But but his thing was obviously take somebody's you know take somebody's music that's already out there and kind of adapt it to you know to his his way. Maybe that's what this guy can do. Do we? And then other than that weird horrible title you just laid out on for TikTok. Do we know this person's name at all? No. See, that's it. You just gotta follow his TikTok, and I guess he makes the videos how, there. How does he have those two things out there, and we don't know his name? Right? I mean, give me a... It doesn't have to be your name. It doesn't have to be your God-given name. Give me something. Yeah. This TikTok, I don't know what to put my name as 22. All together, just smushed. Come on, kids. Like a PB&J. What are we doing? We really have jumped the shark when it comes to naming stuff. Because now in music, we're to the point where everybody is trying to just... There's that, right? I don't even have a name, so I'm just going to make I don't have a name be my name. Or every track on the album is nothing's capitalized. Or every track on the album, no spaces. Wasn't that Billie Eilish's thing? No spaces, man. It's all smashed together. All right. Whatever. Just the new wave. Yeah. Got to roll with it. Or, you know, just little little stuff of like, you know, like the weekend. The weekend had to get in there. It's like, oh, let me spell it a little differently so it doesn't look. Yeah. You know, it was, you got to have your own thing. Uh, he just needs to find a better thing to get out there because uh, the talent is there. It's pretty good. All right, there's where we at in society. Coming up, your two o'clock hour, and we will start it with the album swap discussion. Little Aerosmith, little Busta Rhymes coming up at two thirty. Why today matters, not just Star Wars Day. We got some big birthdays in the world of sports on this May fourth. We'll hit you with that. Plus more preview of Lakers Warriors. What's going to happen tonight in Game 2? And if you have not heard that Malik Murphy story, we will get it for you. Don't worry, Longhorn fans. You're going to enjoy it. This is The Horn.